heard this last night from the lord the kingdom of god is not hit and miss the kingdom of god is not trial and error it's not hit and miss oh maybe it will work maybe it will not work the kingdom of god is if you execute the instruction that comes from heaven you will absolutely 100% receive the result of that instruction no you're not hearing me if you execute the instruction you will see the reward it's not a hit and miss it is not a trial and error it is 100% assurance there's 100% assurance every time you obey the word of god every time you obey the word that comes into your life for the season you will see the reward there is no other way you have to see the result if you put a apple seed in the ground you are going to see an apple tree you can't put an apple seed and expect it to bear orange you know what would you call that you'll call that stupidity right you'll call that foolishness so when you sow a seed you expect the seed to become a tree and eventually become a fruit bearing tree so when you sow god's word as seeds into your hearts it has to bring forth fruit there is no other way my friends i'm telling you it has to bear forth fruit it will become it will it will bear fruit of god's reality john 17 verse 17 says sanctify them in your truth your word is truth set them apart in your reality truth means reality sanctify means set apart so set them apart in god's reality this is the prayer of jesus just before he leaves his prayer is god will you set them apart in your reality and your reality is in your word god's reality is in his word and he wants to set you apart in his reality isn't it amazing you know the greatest sin that mankind has done is to reject god's reality and to say that i am okay being the king of my life i'm okay being the lord of my life i will choose my reality and how is that working out for us that is the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil when we deny the instruction that comes from the lord and we decide for ourselves what is good and what is evil we decide why because we want to choose our own reality we want to be the lords of our reality and how is that working out seriously it has only caused more pain it has only caused more chaos it has only caused more much more unrest isn't that true but god's reality the bible says the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy god's reality is righteousness peace and joy and that can become your reality it can become your reality how it becomes your reality is by receiving the king it's as simple as that when you receive the king the reality of the kingdom follows the king so once you receive jesus as the king of your life the reality of the kingdom follows into your life which is the reality of his righteousness peace and joy yes. amen jesus did not die so that one day you get to heaven that's the problem with christianity today 
one day you know somehow we just get through this life somehow we just you know deal with the struggles of this life somehow we make it and then one day the pearly gates will open and one day i'll see heaven that's not why jesus died for jesus died so that you could be redeemed from everything that holds you as a slave jesus died so that you could be redeemed and so that you could live a life of dominion you know when god created adam in genesis 128 he says and the lord blessed them and said be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue take dominion over over everything take dominion over everything take dominion over everything do you know what's the difference between a slave mindset and a son mindset a slave mindset is one that feels subjected to the circumstances is always subjected to the situation and and if you if, if you hear the language of a slave mindset a slave mindset will always be blaming something else or someone else oh i cannot grow because of my boss i cannot grow because of my company i cannot grow because of my church you're always constantly blaming somebody because you are you find so limited by the environment and the atmosphere that you're in but a sun mindset is not limited by the atmosphere a sun mindset rules the atmosphere so god can see the darkness in the atmosphere and be not overwhelmed by the darkness and say let there be light and light was a slave mindset can go into an atmosphere and feel the fear and feel the tension in the atmosphere and be like oh i feel afraid i feel scared i feel terrified a sun mindset can enter an atmosphere feel the exactly same thing and say i believe i choose to believe that this atmosphere is going to change how long are you going to speak the language of a victim you are not a grasshopper nobody call you a grasshopper so stop seeing yourself as a grasshopper for those people who don't understand the context of grasshoppers oh lord so <laughs> people of israel israelites they were under slavery for 430 years and then moses comes and delivers them and they are in the wilderness the destination of these israelite slaves when they got out of egypt the destination was not the wilderness the destination was the promised land the wilderness was the process right but because these israelites did not have the mindset to possess the promised land even though the promised land was for them most of them died in the wilderness so imagine with me 2 million people leave a generation an older generation of 2 million people that leave egypt only 2 out of that 2 million actually enter the promised land why because except the 2 rest of them didn't have the mindset to possess the promised land and that's my message for you mindset develop a mindset to possess the promises that god has you cannot possess what your mind cannot see you cannot touch what your mind cannot see what is a mindset if you want write it down 
A mindset is a fixed mental state which predetermines how you will respond to situations and how you will interpret situations. A mindset is a fixed mental state which predetermines how you will respond to situations and how you will interpret situations. Mindset is a set of belief system. What you believe in your heart is mindset. Now, if I asked you a question, because all of you are Christians and I asked you, how many of you believe in God's word? Everybody will raise their hands. Is that right? How many of you believe in God's word? Okay, do you believe everything that the word says? You'll say, yes, but I can tell you, you don't. Because if you do, you and me will be walking in the power and authority and the character of Jesus. We don't. We don't. We are learning to believe. Say with me, learning to believe. And that's why we come to church, so that we can learn to believe. We're not there yet. We're learning to believe. We don't believe. What we do is we agree. We agree with what, what this word says. We agree with every word that it says. So we say yes, yes, yes and amen. But we're not there yet. We don't believe. Because believe happens. It happens beyond your conscious mind. It happens within your subconscious mind of your heart. Which we call the heart. The subconscious mind is the heart. And it's in the subconscious when you truly believe that is what your life becomes. What you believe is what your life is. Now, how do you know what's there in your heart? When you're driving the car in Delhi's traffic and you want to reach a place and you're getting late and somebody cuts you off, the words that come out of your mouth, that tells you what's there in your subconscious. When, you're, when you receive your credit card bill and you compare it with your bank balance, and the thoughts that is running in your head, that tells you what you truly believe. That tells you what's lying in your subconscious. You, you can say as much as you want. And I'm saying, I'm not saying you should not confess and declare God's word. But you can say, I am the righteousness of God. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. I am chosen. You can do all of that. But unless it does not change the very programming of your subconscious, you're going to still struggle and feel the same. So you take an apple and you crush the apple. What comes out? Apple juice, yeah. If you take an orange and you crush the orange, what comes out? Orange juice. Great. Good stuff, guys. As I hope, if you take a grapes and you crush the grape, what comes out? So if you take a Christian and you crush the Christian, what should come out? Because that is where we believe. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your hearts. You don't just believe in your minds, you believe with your hearts. You have to believe with your hearts that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is not just my Savior, Jesus is Lord. He gets to decide. So unless and until you don't believe in your hearts that Jesus is Lord, you and me are going to face the same problems every day. The issue is not with the word. The issue is not with the theology. The issue is with our hearts. Hearts. My heart, my responsibility. Not pastor's responsibility. Not your parents' responsibility. I know most of us have father and mother's issue. You know, father, daddy issues. 
my heart is my responsibility my heart my responsibility so unless we don't take responsibility of our hearts and work towards in in increasing the mindset increase in changing the mindset we are not going to possess the promised land amen okay so i made a statement before i need to complete it so i said jesus did not die so that you could get to heaven jesus died so that you could have the holy spirit jesus died so that you could have the holy spirit in fact holy spirit is a bigger promise than the geographical location of heaven does that make sense meaning what is the holy spirit holy spirit is the spirit of jesus so if you take jesus out of heaven will heaven remain to be heaven will you want to go to a place called heaven where the presence of jesus is not there no right doesn't make sense the reason what makes heaven heaven is jesus now that same jesus the spirit of jesus has come into your life when jesus redeemed you by the blood of jesus so tell me which one is bigger heaven or the presence of jesus that makes heaven heaven we are all looking for that one day when we die i'll get there and all my problems will be gone and you know he will wipe the tears from my eyes why are you still crying guys you have received the king of heaven and we're still not satisfied it's like saying it's like saying i i married betty because i was coveting her house in kerala that's why most of us accept jesus because we don't care about receiving jesus we care about getting to heaven somewhere the promise of heaven is bigger than the promise of the one who died for us and that's why we are so disillusioned we are so deceived because when the king of heaven comes into your life your the reality of that kingdom becomes your reality it can become your reality if you say yes it still waits on your yes it still waits on your response it can become your reality if you say yes so jesus did not just die so that you could get to heaven jesus died so that you could be restored to the father and you will have the holy spirit within you and the same holy spirit that has the potential to consume the entire cosmos that holy spirit is within you now think about this can the holy spirit consume an entire earth is the holy spirit big enough to consume the earth is the holy spirit big enough to consume the milky way galaxy what makes you think that holy spirit that is there inside of you that can consume the cosmos it can't consume your mind it can't consume your heart it can't consume your body amen you know ephesians 1 says that we have received an inheritance from christ and we are all thinking our inheritance means we have like big mansions in heaven and you know whatever we can't have on the earth we'll have in heaven but you know your inheritance that you have received from jesus is not something for you to possess but it is something for god to possess you our inheritance is our privilege of the inheritance is that i get to be possessed by god completely 
my mind that thinks independently of god that one day will be completely 100% be possessed by god what a privilege my heart that often gets offended often gets envious and wants to isolate my, you know myself from the people that very broken deceived heart can be consumed can be possessed by jesus and that's the promise that god gives to us saying hey i give you the holy spirit as a down payment as a guarantee that i will as i have redeemed you by the blood of the lamb i will completely possess you completely possess you so you have received the holy spirit in your spirit being and the holy spirit has completely possessed your spirit being but the holy spirit is not just there to stay there it is there to possess your mind possess your heart possess your body amen so let's not limit our theology to a timeline thinking that when jesus comes this will happen the bible does not say that the bible does not say wait for jesus to come and fix it no the creation awaits for the sons of god for the revealing of the sons of god the creation is not waiting for the son of god oh, if you don't know what i mean let's let me show you from the bible romans chapter 8 romans 8 was 19 says for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of god say with me sons of god it's not the son it says revealing of the sons of god the creation is waiting on you it's not just the coming of jesus that the creation is waiting on the creation is waiting on you you and me when will you and me reveal ourselves as the sons of god because all the pain and the chaos that is happening on the world happened through a man right his name is adam so it is god's plan that as all the pain and chaos and the curse came through a man it will also be redeemed by the revealing of the sons of god that's why the next verse says for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from his bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of god the creation is waiting on us do you know when god created the trees and the creation they were all glorious and now they are not because of us so next time when you see a tree tell them i apologize i'm so sorry wait wait for the revelation of the sons of god what am i trying to say what am i trying to say what i'm trying to say is why are we so fixated on a timeline than be fixated on the one who has given us the promise it took 25 years for abraham to receive the promise do you think god delayed it purposely why did it take 25 years it was not god punishing them God was ready the first day he called out Abraham at the age of 75 he was ready the first day to bless him bless him with the offspring but Abraham was not ready to receive it was not God delaying the promise Abraham delayed the promise of receiving it took 25 years 
to get through the thick skull of Abraham that God is faithful and he has the integrity and the ability to do what he has promised. When we read Romans chapter 4 verse 17 which says, you know, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. That did not happen on the first day. It didn't. He was just like you and me. He failed multiple times in believing that God is able to fulfill what he has said. Just like us. How many times did he fail? Many, many times. You read his account from Genesis 12 to Genesis 22, you will only see unbelief coming out of his mouth. God is saying, I want to bless you. He'll be like, oh, maybe you'll bless me through Hagar. Or maybe you'll bless me through my servant. Because he cannot, he cannot even fathom that God can actually use his body and Sarah's body. But at the age of 100, somehow, somehow, somehow God is able to convince him that I have the integrity and the ability to do what I have promised. And that's when Abraham, when he believed immediately. So which generation, which generation is going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to wait another thousand years till Jesus comes to fix this. Or we're going to take the responsibility and say, this is what the word says. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. We are chosen before the foundation of the earth to be holy and blameless. We are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. So this is our mandate that we are going to believe. We are going to believe that God is going to fulfill his plan and purpose through us. Or we keep putting the responsibility on the next generation. Are we going to say, we are going to believe God. We're going to believe God to do whatever he said he will. Even if it doesn't happen, but we are going to believe 100%. Just like the three Hebrew boys who said, you know, we believe that God will deliver us, but even if he does not deliver, I'll still believe. I'll still choose not to bow down in front of the idol. The problem is we twist and turn our theology based on the convenience of our circumstances. Can we challenge our mindset to say, I believe that God will do whatever he has promised and my promise is that God will consume consume this world through me he will consume this world through me that's the promise that's the promise regardless of what what the fruit is regardless of what the result is I'm going to believe that God will do what he says so I'm going to go complete I'll give in everything that I have Amen. I want to show you one verse. Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Look carefully. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise but as wise. Making the best use of the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, now, Paul says, do not walk as foolish people. Walk as wise people. If you walk as wise people, you will redeem time. You will save up on time. And how do you walk as wise people is by understanding God's will. Do you understand what God's will is? Do you know what God has planned for you? Do you know what God has planned for the body of Christ? If you don't know what God's plan is for the body of Christ. How can you know what God's plan is for you? 
you are part of that body so if you don't see the bigger picture how do you know the smaller picture in which you play the role in fulfilling the bigger mandate what is god's bigger plan for his church do you know what's god's plan is bigger what's the bigger picture of god come with me to ephesians chapter 1 uh, verse 9 ephesians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 making known to us the mystery of his will first of all god's will is a mystery how many of you agree god's will is a mystery how many of you agree yes but he has made known so it's not a mystery anymore when a mystery is made known it's not a mystery okay so he says making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in christ verse 10 as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in heaven things in heaven and things on earth what is he trying to say the bigger picture of god is that everything that is opposing the reality of the kingdom will be brought under the authority of jesus no what's the bigger picture everything that comes against the body of christ will be brought under the authority of the body of christ let me show you another verse same chapter verse 20 that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come verse 22 and he put all things under his feet so if we are the body of Christ who is the feet oh man if we are the body of christ if just imagine this is the body of christ this head is jesus if this is the body of christ which is us feet where does it come is feet part of the head or part of the body so it says everything everything is put under his feet that means it is put under whom us and gave him has head over all things to the church He gave all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all the plan for the plan for the church that god has is that anything that stands against the authority of god the church will bring it under its subjection that's the mandate of the church but we are still comfortable playing church 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 we have to become the church we have to become the body of christ that says that looks at any injustice in the world and that says this stops at my watch now we come against it so if we require the spiritual intelligence for it then i will seek the lord for the spiritual intelligence if it requires wisdom inside i'll seek the lord for wisdom inside but i'm not going to let this continue to the next generation it stops right here and right now That's why God gives you these unctions God gives you these burden that once you see this injustice it it brings something in your heart that is for no reason that is not just there for any reason he does that so that it will burn in your heart so that you can do something about it <laughs> Oh Lord help me I became a pastor not because I could speak well I became a pastor 
because god put a frustration in my heart every frustration in your heart is is a gap that god wants to fill in the world through you because even as i was growing up i saw a gap that needed to be filled in by the church and nobody was there to fill so i said god if that's me use me and god uses me similarly wherever you are the frustration that you feel don't stand there as a victim and blame everybody else blame the government blame the society blame your parents blame your take responsibility and say god help me empower me teach me how do i solve this problem be problem solving people have a mindset to solve the problems god's idea for creating the earth was not just a you know not just a plan for 6000 years for mankind to live there and kill each other and then it become chaotic and then god creates a new earth that was not god's plan the god's intention to create the earth was so that earth will look like heaven and that's why he gave a garden of eden to man to adam because the garden was pulled out as an atmosphere from heaven where heaven touches the earth and i'm telling you you having jesus you are the portal where heaven touches earth so the atmosphere around you needs to change it has to change but it will only change when the people of god come and say yes lord i am willing to fulfill the mandate that is upon my life So if it is money that is required money will come if it is resources that is required resources will come if it is people that is required people will come but God wants people to stand up and say yes lord i will f- i will fulfill the mandate i will complete the assignment do something great with the god given life the god has blessed you you're predestined for greatness and that greatness is to be conformed to the image of Jesus you are predestined you're predestined your education your career everything that god has already blessed you it was there for a purpose not for you to be limited and to live like a slave but god gave you intentionally so that you could fix the earth amen hallelujah <clears throat> let me show you something ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace say with me grace the other meaning for grace is you know it favor yeah so verse 8 which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight How does God lavish his favor? How do you know that you are favored by God? He lavishes upon his favor in all wisdom and insight. Say with me wisdom and insight. A man of God's favor is a man of godly wisdom and insight. We talk about Joseph and we talk about how Joseph was you know the man of God's favor he carried favor wherever he went but we don't realize that that favor was expressed in the wisdom and insight that he carried that is what these gentile rulers saw and they were amazed oh man this is a man that has the favor of God we 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 only think about favor opening doors for us 
huh we we only think about favor that just gives a special treatment but true favor is in you and me growing in godly wisdom and insight we want doors to open but we don't want to learn let's look at joseph's life joseph when he was a kid he has a dream the dream is that one day he is going to become a great guy right he is going to deliver now think about this joseph's potential was not determined by what he could do then because he was 12 years old how can a 12 year old rule an entire nation not possible he cannot administer an entire nation you are not your potential is not limited by what you can do today your potential is limited by what you can dream today can you dream can you dream the book of joel says when the spirit of the lord will come upon his people who will see dreams no no young men shall see vision old men shall see dreams old people you know what's the problem with old people why they die so quickly because they stop dreaming retirement is the easiest way to kill somebody because you stop dreaming there's no plan there's no purpose that you have you're already thinking about dying your potential is not determined by what you can do your potential is determined by what you can dream if you can possess in your mind if you can see in your mind you can possess with your hands the 2 million people who went from egypt to the promised land they could not possess it in their minds when god told them that's why the bible says the book of hebrew says that when they heard the promise they did not mix it with faith how do you mix it with faith can you see it in your mind if god tells you you are healed can you believe that you are healed can you see it in your mind if god says that you are blessed can you see it that you're blessed can you see it in your mind don't try and sit and argue with god i was asking this question to some people and i said just imagine god comes to alvin and god says instead of addressing him as alvin god calls him david hey david how you doing what's our first response we want to tell god god my name is not david my name is alvin and then god again says yeah david so what's happening how's new the you you get what i'm saying if god calls you david don't try to correct god instead you understand that your name has changed from being alvin to david we are trying to justify our situation and we are trying to stay in the circumstances that we are in then just receive what god says as it is if god says i have redeemed you i have forgiven you and you're still like god but you know that sin that i did remember cuz i don't remember because the word says he shall remember them no more he does not remember but we still are so faithful in arguing with him what's the point of doing that just believe what he says move on the israelites who got out of egypt they could not believe what he says because they kept arguing we are grasshoppers we are slaves we are this we are that we would love to eat chicken curry in egypt rather than enjoy a grand feast in the promised land don't argue just receive move on if god says he you can do it you can do it
Dreams. What is the dream that the Lord has given you? That dream is the potential of what you can possess. Don't stop dreaming. Dreams are a way that God injects his purpose into your life. But you might say, but I don't have the money for it. I don't have the resources for it. I don't have the connections for it. Tell me something. What connections and money did Joseph have? He was just a man of dreams. Man of dreams, unqualified. But in the process, God qualifies him. God definitely calls the unqualified. Yeah, for sure. But he'll make sure that you get qualified before you hit that throne. He won't keep an unqualified person on the throne. Can you imagine the number of lives he'll ruin? God is more gracious than that. So it begins by dreaming. Potential begins by dreaming. Think bigger. What is God, what is God speaking to you? What is a dream? My young friends, I'm telling you, it's easier right now for you to dream. It's a little difficult for people who have crossed 30s becomes a challenge because you 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 feel like your life is has almost ended right how many post 30s here do you feel that because i feel the challenge time and time again but i want to tell you your potential is not what you can do today your potential is how much you can dream today your potential is how much you can dream today those are god dreams and do you know something god will not give a dream that you can do it let me rephrase that. God will not give a dream that you feel I can possibly do it. He'll give you a dream that you will know for sure that it is impossible for you to do it. Those are God dreams. Those are God dreams. You know, in 2014, when we started our Bible study, we had no idea that one day we were going to become a church. No idea. We just, group of friends, loved Sitting with the Lord, praying and just reading the Bible. We just did that. But as the Lord was teaching us, he began to challenge our mindset. He started giving us dreams here and there. In 2014, I envisioned myself having a church like this, having a place like this. And today where we are is a fulfillment of that dream. And today God gives us bigger dreams. Because he's not done yet. He's not done yet. A fulfillment of one dream is the starting point, is the birth of a new dream. Don't, 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 don't get limited. Don't get satisfied where you are. I have done all of this for Jesus. I have accomplished all of this. Now it's my time for me to retire. I'm telling you, you don't get to decide when you retire. God gets to decide that. So let him decide that. You continue believing in what God has given. And you continue doing what you have been called for. And be faithful and keep dreaming. And keep pushing. Keep believing. And think bigger. Because the Bible says, For you shall only go up and up and up. And you shall not go down. Now I begin preaching. Come on. Amen. So what is God's bigger plan for the church? God's bigger plan is that the body of Christ will always remain victorious. Will always remain victorious. Do you have a victorious mindset? Out of the 12 spies 
that came after spying the land, 10 of them said, we cannot do it because they are like giants and we are like grasshopper in their sights. And two of them said, tell us Moses right now, command us, we'll do it right now. I'm talking to, I'm talking to a victorious mindset people who says, God, if you say it right now, we'll possess it right now. Right now. There is nothing impossible with Jesus. Amen. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about you discipling nations. And here you are upset about your career. Here you are feeling limited by your office. Here you are feeling threatened by the remarks of your boss. Come on. Will somebody get up and say, I am going to disciple nations. That's the calling of God upon my life. Calling of God upon my life. I'm not limited. The calling of God upon my life. Oh, you uncircumcised Philistine. Nothing can come against. Nothing can come against the body of Christ. Nothing. Jesus said, I will build my. Say it with me. I will build my. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Yeah, you might have trouble coming, coming against you. You might have enemies coming against you. But the word says, the enemy shall come at you one way, but they shall flee before you seven ways. That's the promise of God that is upon your life. So stand firm, stand bold, church. Be glorious, take your place. Don't just wait passively for God to do something. God definitely will do something, but he'll do it through you. He's not going to throw magic mantras from heaven. He's going to use you. He's going to empower you through, to do it through you. He will do it through his word. Amen. So if you have a heart for the orphans, if you have a heart for the widows, if you have a heart for nations, if you have a heart for solving the economic crisis and there's frustration within you, I'm telling you that is a God dream. Don't let it die with frustration and complaint. That's a God dream. Sit with God. Stay in the presence of God and be like, God, empower me to fulfill this. Empower me. The next generation should not complain about this. Empower me. I will stand in the gap. I'll do this. Amen. God bless you guys. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> There are two types of employees. One who are problem solvers and the other who create those problems. <laughs> Which one do you want to be? Amen. So what I'm trying to say is we need to change our prayers. The kind of prayers that we make. Our, our prayers sound so defeated that the angels in heaven are so confused. Such defeated prayers. Oh Lord, <laughs> I don't see that pattern in the New Testament. That's what I'm talking about. I don't see that pattern of prayers in the New Testament. How Paul prays is, Lord, give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That they will know the hope of their calling. That they will understand the inheritance that they have in the saints. And that they will experience the immeasurable greatness of his power. That's the prayer. Because somewhere, I'm going to end. Somewhere we feel that our tears can manipulate God. 
that a tears can get his attention god has your attention my friends for god so loved the world he had your attention even before you were born he has your attention so you don't have to manipulate him by your tears you don't have to think only if i pray like this weep and pray i put ashes on my head then god will see me we are a people of faith you have received the spirit of faith and the spirit of faith what does it do it speaks it speaks to the mountain our prayers need to change our prayer needs to change from from praying for victory to pray from victory i don't i'm saying let's not pray oh lord give us victory but let us pray lord i know that you've already given us victory show me how 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 i want to see it how i know that the match is fixed today <laughs> i know that the match is fixed but i want i want that understanding i want that wisdom show me show me show me show me if it is spiritual intelligence show me if it is a revelation of the word show me but give me lord but i'm not pleading god so that he can give me victory he has already given me victory Amen. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer of persistence but a prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. I've given everything that I had. Oh, receive it. Amen. I hope you're blessed. Amen. How many sons in the house today? Amen. Galatians 4 verse 1 says, even though an heir has the inheritance as long as he's a child, he'll behave like a slave and that's the problem with our church not with lighthouse i'm just saying that's the problem generally that we're not willing to grow up you know with greater inheritance comes greater responsibility do we understand that with greater inheritance comes greater responsibility and god has a huge responsibility he has a huge burden for the earth he has a huge burden for his people but only when sons say yes say lord i'm willing to grow up i'm willing to grow up in my, in maturity i'm willing to represent you represent the loving father to the broken world i'm willing to say yes to the dreams that you have given me i am i am in god i say yes because god is not waiting for perfect people there aren't any God is not waiting for cleaned vessels because there aren't any. God is waiting for people who are willing to say yes. Say yes. I am willing to say yes. Say say yes for the kingdom. Say yes not to live a life just, you know, eating and, you know, drinking and then somehow finishing your Monday to Saturday mundane life from 10 to 5 and then just waiting for weekends to come and then celebrate with your friends not to live such a life but to live a life of godly purpose and say kingdom of god i seek the kingdom of god so that nations will be impacted nations will be discipled amen if uneducated illiterate fishermen could catch that vision why not you what's stopping you what is stopping you nothing mindset challenge your mindset today god has big dreams for your life 
can i tell you this god has big dreams for your life god has big dreams for your life so don't get limited by the challenges that you face don't get limited by the challenges that that you face in your family don't get limited by the challenges that you face in your health god has big dreams for your life as you keep dreaming as you stay in the presence of god and ask god for more instruction you will see the reward of executing that instruction it will come true you'll not remain the same you are an overcomer he who is born of god is an overcomer he overcomes the world amen amen so i just want to i want you to respond by saying yes god has put a dream in your heart i believe god has put a dream he has put a dream in your heart you say yes to that dream and say god i say yes to you i am willing i'm more than willing i'm not perfect i'm not there yet i'm not qualified for this but i know that you can empower me i know that your holy spirit can work in through me i know that you who has started the good work you will perfect it you will take me there just say yes in your own words if you can just close your eyes and just say lord i say yes 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 to you i say yes to your purposes i say yes to your kingdom i say yes i say yes i say yes i have decided to follow jesus not turning back not turning back i have decided to follow jesus not turning back not turning back i have decided i have decided to follow jesus not turning back not turning back i have decided to follow jesus not turning back not turning back the cross before me the world behind me not turning back not turning back the cross before me the world behind me not turning back not turning back the Christ is enough for me
Christ is enough. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. You know, your imagination is the womb of your heart. And what you imagine is what you see coming through your heart. So today I pray that the blood of Jesus will wash your imagination clean. That every wrong, evil, demonic imagination that has taken root in your heart will be washed by the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood. The blood of Jesus purifies you today. The blood of Jesus sets you free today. So if you are somebody who is struggling with vain imagination, you are struggling with fearful imagination, if you are somebody who is struggling with unhealthy imagination, I want you to stand up in your place and say, The blood of Jesus has washed me completely. The blood of Jesus has purified me. The blood of Jesus has set me free completely. I am set free from all sorts of demonic and evil imagination. I am set free once and for all. I am set free from the mindset of poverty. I am set free from the mindset of lack. I am set free from the mindset of sickness. I am set free from the mindset of limitation. I am set free. I am set free. The blood of Jesus is the security of my salvation the blood of Jesus has secured my salvation the blood of Jesus has redeemed me completely I am set free once and for all yes I'm set free I'm set free I'm set free the blood of Jesus speaks better words than the words of Abel the blood of Jesus says you are justified the blood of Jesus says that you are the righteousness of God the blood of Jesus says that you are free you are free you are free you are free yes yes you are free wash our imaginations by your blood Jesus Wash our imagination, set us free, set us free. Jesus cleans your conscience today, your evil conscience today. Jesus cleans your sinful, shameful, guilty, condemned conscience today and makes it new. Makes it new as white as snow. Jesus' blood is enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. Purifies you. We thank you, Lord. We receive your salvation. We receive your redemption. We receive your word as it is. We believe, O oh Lord, that you have said it. You have the integrity and the ability to perform what you have said. We believe that you have the integrity and the ability to perform what you have said. You have said it. It will happen. We trust in your word. We receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.